This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I don't know the right wording for it, but there's definitely a feeling of, you know, enough is enough. You know, we got to win. And uh, we're in the business of, you know, winning, you know. And, you know, if you don't win, you know, it doesn't feel too good. When you do win, it feels pretty good. And, uh, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, win or loss, you come in and you're always trying to get better and get better at things you got to get better at. But for us, you know, you know, this is a big game uh, for us, just like they all are. And it's a big game because it's the next game. You know, and it, what an opportunity for us to get back on track on the road in a hostile environment against a really good football team. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, with you on a Wednesday morning, Thanksgiving Eve. We appreciate you guys uh, making us a part of your day, a busy travel day for a lot of people, trying to make sure they uh, they listen and they get what they need for their bets this week. That's why we're here. NFL Week 12 starts tomorrow. The voice there of Derek Carr, quarterback of the Raiders. The Raiders are now seven-and-a-half-point dogs uh, tomorrow afternoon in Dallas. Total on that game, 50-and-a-half. One good news for the Cowboys, there's a lot of weird injury news, right? Amari Cooper's out with COVID. Uh, C.D. Lamb in concussion protocol because of a concussion, obviously. We'll see if he's able to play. Thursday's pretty quick, though. I mean, usually those concussion protocols, and everyone's different, but they kind of clear you on Saturday, Friday, Saturday to play the next week. So I'm not sure he's going to be able to go. And then there's Zeke, who did practice yesterday, foot issue from the game on Sunday. It sounds like he's going to be able to go. Um, I I do like Dallas in that game uh, tomorrow, Aaron. Seven and a half points is the number, but... We're going to jump around here, some games we like, and some line movement. But I just got to bring out one thing before we get to all these line movements here. So yesterday we got the story that uh, Mike White and Joe Flacco are both on the reserve COVID list uh, as close contacts. And we found out last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, Joe Flacco's unvaccinated. So, you know, with that, the rules in the NFL, if you don't, if you're a close contact, you're out. So that means Zach Wilson's coming back to play for the Jets as their quarterback this week. And I noticed yesterday afternoon, Aaron, that, all the Jets beat reporters are like, oh, update, the Jets are going to start Zach Wilson this week. He's ready. And then like 10 minutes later, the story came out that their other quarterbacks can't play this weekend. They're on the COVID list. And like, I think the Jets wanted to make it seem like, oh, we're ready to, get, we're ready to put Zach in. He's healthy. He's our quarterback. I don't think that was the case. I think they were forced mm-hmm. to play Zach Wilson this week when they didn't really want to yet because the other quarterbacks aren't allowed to play in the game on Sunday. And I looked at the line this morning. You know, there's been no line movement, which means Vegas is telling us there's no difference right now between Joe Flacco and and Zach Wilson. That's not good for the Jets. I mean, that's not good for the Jets franchise or Zach Wilson. It is Texans minus two and a half. Aaron, the Texans are bad, but they're two and a half point favorites this week. The Texans are favored <laughs> by almost a field goal. What is happening here? 
It's so funny that you brought this game up because in the break I was um, looking at Total DVOA and I was looking at the bottom like, oh, I wonder where the lions are. They're not at the very bottom. Guess who is, though? Well, it Jets. is the Falcons, but then it's the Jets, and at 30 is the Texans. So this is just two terrible teams that I have zero interest in watching, but I'd have to just plug my nose and take the Texans, I think, on this one. Well, it's interesting. I mean, you would think the quarterback upgrade, talent-wise, would give the Jets a little bit of uh, an upgrade here, but none. None in the market right now. It's still two and a half, which is is odd. You would think Zach Wilson is has a higher ceiling, right? More potential to have some good throws than Joe Flacco, but he also turns the ball over a lot. As I say that, I just thought, I don't hate putting the Jets in a teaser. Um, yeah, But then again, yeah, I don't know. I, I almost want to just stay away from this one. Ugh. Terrible. Well, the one thing to note is the Texans the last two weeks have forced 10 turnovers, which is a pretty r- ridiculous amount for, and that's a lot for a month, let alone two weeks. And Zach Wilson, when he was playing before his injury, very turnover prone. So, you know, I actually, I like the Jets with Flacco. Um, and now that we know it's going to be Zach Wilson, forget what Zach Wilson is going to be two years from now, you know, if he's good or not. Like right now, he hasn't played well. And, and the Texas, the way they're taking the ball away, that could be problems for the Jets. Aaron, the line on the game tomorrow night, the night game, has moved. It's now up to Bills minus uh, – it started the day at 6.5. It's come back down to 6. Total on the game is 45. But, boy, the Saints have so many injuries. This is like last week. I, I, Ingram didn't practice yesterday. Kamara didn't practice yesterday. Both tackles are banged up. I know it's a lot of points to lay with a team like the Bills, so we just knocked out of our top five. But – Boy, the Saints look like they're in they're in a bad spot right now with that team and all their injuries. I agree, but at the same time, I I kind of feel like it's Thanksgiving. Sean Payton's gonna get his team ready to play. I don't hate taking the underdogs here and the Saints. Well, um, when, when we got up to six, I started thinking about it. And we talked to, to open the week at four, and I like the Bills. As we move closer to a touchdown. It's it's hard not to at least look at Sean Payton at home. I agree with you. Taysom Hill running the ball. Um, the Saints have their flaws, though, but the run defense could make Josh Allen one-dimensional, and if they do that, then that could be a problem for the Bills. And it's, yeah. Man, the Bills have just been falling off. This is an interesting game because they really need a get-right game, and the Saints don't want to lay an egg on thanksgiving so this is a tough one yeah saints are in a bad way if they lose this game they've lost three in a row if they lose this game we're talking about four um you know the nfc playoff race could start running away from them you know vikings niners eagles who just beat them this is i I would call it desperation for the saints i just don't know if they have enough like do they have enough players on offense against a bills defense that is still as good It's, it's a good bills defense for all their flaws they have on offense right now the Bills' defense could pick to just dominate this game with, with Simeon and no Kamara, potentially no Ingram. I, I just know. don't know how the Saints move the they football. They don't have any weapons. I agree. It's a tough one for sure. Um, you've got to think the Bills are dominant in this one. I mean, but I don't know. It's Sean Payton. They're at home. It's Thanksgiving. Weird things could happen. What do you think, Paul Aspen? I think as this line continues to move up, there is a potential teaser spot. 
because we were looking for them this week. Sure. And now I think I think Joe O doesn't like doing like six or less, but at six, I don't hate it. Like you're just saying they have to win. And you pair that, you want a Thanksgiving teaser, and you can do the Bills to win. Um, some some places they're six and a half, so you tease it down to the half point, tease it down to zero, and the Cowboys inside that from seven and a half down to one and a half. So that that's an angle I put in yesterday, late last night. So I'll be looking at that for sure. Um, but I'm with you. Six feels high. Six feels high here earlier in the week, like that four and a half in that middle range between the three and the six. I think the Bills might win this by, you know, I think it's more than a field goal. But it does. It has the potential to unravel, you know, if Trevor Simeon is playing catch up. Yeah. And again, it kind of depends on, as um, was it Jim Sadas told us yesterday, Taron Armstead is if one of their tackles is back. Like that's a good thing. We I'm pretty sure Kamara's not gonna be in there. By the way, you know what we have not talked about? And DJW just mentioned Taysom Hill in our chat. What is that contract? And like if we're and how is if you're gonna pay him like that, how are you not starting him at this point? I guess is he he's healthy, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So he, I did hear on the broadcast last week when they were playing the Eagles that he was he hurt his foot or something a couple of weeks ago and they kind of alluded, and I, I, I felt like they were getting it from Peyton that he wasn't fully healthy. So maybe that's why. But it is bizarre, I right? I think it, he's getting healthier. You know, I yeah. don't think he's completely banged up. I don't think he's 100%, but I think he's getting better and better from what I was reading. I mean, how long can they go with Simeon if he's playing like this? Like, he's, you can, they're not winning. I mean, they, they, it's very difficult. I know the, I know this couple games before the Eagles game, he was okay. It wasn't like he was ruining the game. But he's limited. I mean, he's just a limited quarterback that can't move. Obviously, not a great thrower. That contract, they gave him $40 million. Didn't they just give him a contract like six months ago? Did I make that up? No, I think I think they did, but it was, it was a like... a dummy deal a, or something? A dummy deal, basically. They could basically yeah. void it out and replace it. So I think... It's like twenty to thirty million guaranteed, which, by the way, is great money for a tight end. And like, there's provisions in there if he like plays yeah. a certain amount of snaps, a quarterback throws a certain amount of passes. But I mean, obviously, the the headline numbers are crazy. Um, but I mean, is this anyway? Back to this game in particular, I just I don't know. And by the way, I saw something about Marshawn Lattimore going into last week's games that he's actually allowed the most receiving yards in like man coverage it was something like that that was shocked to see because like we had talked about him the week before like locking down mike evans and he did help hold mike evans under and he's historically had good success against them but it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, again, with like just that the entire team just kind of feels like stretched at a lot of positions. 
They lost Adam Troutman now, who, by the way, had been leading them in red zone targets. And then Alvin Kamara, he's their other top red zone target guy. So all those red zone targets, they got to go somewhere. I guess maybe Juwan Johnson could be a look if you're looking at a tight end there. Um, It's just it's tough to find points with the Saints, which is why I think I'll be looking at the team total under like 20 and a half is what I saw yesterday. Yeah, and I, I might look at the under on the game in general. It's 45. I, you know, the Bills' offense has been spotty. I don't know if they're ready to put up 30 in this game. And on Lattimore, you know, he'll probably be matched up against Stephon Diggs. And I, I think Lattimore struggles with some of these quick, twitchy guys. Like, he's pretty good yeah. against those guys he could be physical with. Uh, exactly. Last week, Devontae Smith had four catches, and most of them were against him. And there was one play that it seemed like Jalen Hurts kind of double-clutched it and then just pulled it down, didn't try to throw it. But from the way the broadcast reacted, like, Smith had beaten Lattimore over the top, and it's just they didn't hit on it. So that could have been more. It could have been five catches, who knows, 80-something yards. So, yeah, I I saw it a little bit last week. Stefan Diggs could have a day if you're looking for a prop in this game. Uh, speaking of line movement to touch on, this one is a little bizarre. The Ravens and the Browns. Aaron, we touched on this game a little bit yesterday and how Baltimore, you know, coming off of a win without Lamar, we'll see how healthy he is if he's back and whatever he's dealing with, you know, kind of clears itself out uh, versus the Browns. I mean, Baker Mayfield, this feels like he's just like lighting the torch and burning the place down as, as he as he's going to exit Cleveland. I mean, he's fighting with the coach, the the media, fans. It's just, it's bad over there. Yet, Vegas doesn't care about that. They're looking at the matchups here and the injuries. This has changed. So it was Ravens minus four, jumped to Ravens minus four and a half. Aaron went down to the Browns now. It's only three and a half. They're getting three and a half. Ravens only three and a half point favorites at home against the Browns. This is the most suspicious line of the week. I know. Something's fishy about this. I don't know what it is. And remember how we were saying how those short road dogs have been doing very well. Maybe this is a situation you want to take the Browns, even though everything inside of you doesn't see what's going on here. How could this be possible? You know, um, are we missing something with the Ravens? I don't get it. Well, um, they haven't covered big numbers. That's that's the biggest thing with the Ravens, I, I'd say, this year. I mean, have they covered a number bigger than four, five, six the whole year? I don't think they have. I mean, last week, what was the final of that game against the Bears? 16-13? <coughs> Did they finish that game? Definitely 16-13? wasn't four and a half, I'll tell you that much. No, yeah. it wasn't. And also, it, it, maybe it's like division game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These are weird. You don't know what could happen. These two teams are going to play each other tough. I don't know why something inside me says, just do it and take the Browns on the spread. Yeah, and matchup-wise, last year, I'm just looking at these teams, and obviously teams are different year to year, but just last year... The Browns were swept by the Ravens. They lost week 138-6, and then they lost that crazy Monday night shootout. Remember Lamar like just was coming off of COVID and one of the games of the year, back and forth. They lost that game 47-42. So it's not like recent history has been on the Browns' side of this matchup. It's been the Ravens here. I just – it's so, a, I mean, their look. defense is, is rough, right? It's like, you know, Baker's – The Ravens. Can't trust the Ravens, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe they he can – but he's not going to – he's banged up. He's throwing picks. But maybe they, if they dink and dunk and pick them apart, um, maybe that's an option there. Um, so, How did the – um, I'm looking at the box. How did the Bears run the football last week against the Ravens? They run it, it well? Well enough, I think. Um, God, that game was just so 
you know what? Is a little bit that, of this about Lamar Jackson's health, maybe? I think, I think that's got to be in there, uh, that uncertainty a little bit. Yeah. Um, and the Browns, they have a – the defense is like – it's kind of hit and miss, but they they definitely had their moments. Um, it's just they – it's a it's one of those NFC North – or sorry, AFC North, like close divisional yeah. matchups that could be, a sl- could be a slog. Yeah. Probably so. an under, maybe, too. Yeah, 46 the number. So last week it was 20 for 96. The Bears ran the football for a little over four yards a carry. Uh, they, you know, relatively successfully. And that's only 20 carries. So you got to figure the Browns are going to pound the ball yeah. and try to run and, with their backs. And they're starting to get healthy. Except for the Browns. Sorry, except for the Browns allowing 45 points to the Patriots, they've been lower scoring games. Um, the Ravens had that one shootout against the Vikings, 34 to 31. But those are kind of outliers. They are. Uh, no, you're right. Quickly here, just one game, just very quickly. The Bucks is down to three from three and a half. I like the Bucks at three. I do. Three too. and a half's a weird number, but I think they're gonna they're gonna try to take Taylor out. They're gonna stack the box. We know how good their defensive line is. This is a game where Carson Wentz is gonna have to throw the ball 25, 30, 35 times, and that's. Ooh, I don't like that. That's not the first one. <laughs> The Colts. No. This is a uh, their concerns are not our concerns. Like what the what the Colts do well, the Bucks stop. So yeah, and I think just the Bucks have to be better on the road. I think that's the next step in them getting back to a number one C kind of thing, winning on the road because they struggle with that. Coming up next, Jake Fisher. We'll talk some NBA here. Jake Fisher, one of the best in the business. He'll give us his insight on all the NBA. Coming up next, Becky Daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook.